Hey guys, it's Heather from Kettle of a Plan, and this is my podcast, Planning a Life I Love. This show is focused on how paper, stickers, and pens can help you plan your life into one full of all the things you love most. Welcome back to another episode of Planning a Life I Love. I'm so excited because today I have a special guest on the show. Her name is Lakin and she's from Plan with Lakin. Welcome to the show, Lakin. Hello, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to have you today. I'm really excited about everything we're going to talk about. But before we kind of dive into the topics that I want to talk about, I want you to just introduce yourself. You can tell us who you are, what you do, all the basics that we need to do, that we need to know about Lakin. Awesome. Yeah. So my name is Lakin, like Bacon. I often get asked how to pronounce my name. And I am originally from Texas, so we have that in common. Um, And I moved to New York City after college to work full-time. I work full-time in the insurance industry. But outside of work is really where I love to focus my energy on my YouTube channel. I have a YouTube channel that's planned with Lakin that is focused on helping you achieve your goals. That is one of my passions. I am very goal oriented. I always have been. And I just really enjoy digging deep and helping you figure out how to achieve your unique goals through planning and organization and all of the tools that we all know and love. And then this year, just one of the benefits of having all this extra time at home, I started a Patreon that was all focused on goal setting. Yeah, so that's basically what we're gonna dive into later with Lakin is all about goals. I thought that with the new year coming up that it would be a great time to talk about using our planners for goals. And Lakin is like the pro that we should all listen to on this topic. So we're gonna dive more into that in a little bit. Where can our listeners find you on social media if they're not already following you? Yeah, I'm at Plan with Lakin on all the places. So I mostly hang out on Instagram, Instagram stories. Like I said, on YouTube, I upload Monday, Wednesday, and Friday over there. And then, I mean, I've got Plan with Lakin at everywhere else, but let's be real, I'm not really up to date on those other social media <laughs> networks. <laughs> and then you're playing with Lakin on Patreon as well, right? Yes, yes. Okay, okay. So before we dive into more about goal setting, I just wanted you to share your planner story. When did you start using a planner? How did you join the planner community and all of that kind of stuff? Yeah, so I've always been a planner girl and I mean, the day that we got planners in school was like the best day ever. I have always loved to write things down. I've always made little to-do lists, you know, even as a kid when my to-do list was not that long or very simple. (laughs) And I, I just have always loved stationary products. And so in college, I used a Lily Pulitzer planner. That was my planner of choice. And when I graduated from college, I decided I needed a more quote unquote grown up planner. And I happened to be scrolling through Facebook and a friend of mine actually from like my childhood posted about Erin Condren on her like main Facebook page. And it was a picture of this planner with a big quote on it. And one thing that you should know about me is I am a sucker for motivational quotes. I love them. And so I saw this planner with this big quote and I was like, I have to have that. Not really sure how much more professional it was than a Lily planner, but I went to the website and I bought my first Erin Condren planner. I got it and it was massive. I was like, what am I going to put into this? I work a nine to five job and that's it. Like, how am I supposed to fill up all of this space? 
So I went to Facebook and I'm pretty sure I like Googled and Google led me to Facebook, but I joined a planner Facebook group all about Erin Condren to teach me how to better use my planner. I didn't even realize that was a thing. <laughs> and then turns out everybody was hanging out on Instagram. So that's when I created an Instagram and decided that I just, I wanted to be a part of it too. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Um, so what year was that, that you started your Instagram? Do you remember? So I bought my Erin Condren Life Planner in 2013. And then I, I started my Instagram in 2014. Okay, cool. So you've been around longer than I have. I started yeah. mine in 2015. So, and I, but when I, I actually, first started, oh, go ahead. You go. When I first started my Instagram, it was, it wasn't Plan with Lakin at first. It was just like L Edwards 325 or something like that. It was like just a generic Instagram, but mostly I posted planner pictures. And then I don't remember when I actually changed my handle to be Plan with Lakin. Yeah. Yeah. Probably when you realized that it was all planning and you were like, maybe I should just <laughs> commit. <laughs> not sharing anything else and I and I probably didn't want like anybody else in my life to find me because for a long time it was very under wraps like I didn't want anybody in my life my friends my family my coworkers. I don't want anyone to know about my planner life it was like a secret life that's that's actually why I started Caliber Plan I used to be super active on my personal Instagram but I didn't want people to know that I had this weird obsession with my planner. So I was like, I'm going to start a separate account. And then, so I started Calva Plan to kind of hide my passion, but now everybody knows. So, so I love this question. When did you start telling people about Calva Plan and that you are part of this planning community? It was probably like, I probably, I told my sister, like from the beginning, cause I tried to get her into it. You have a like, twin. Yeah. Sister, so, so like, of course I was going to tell her, but like my friends probably didn't really know until like <laughs> like until I quit my job for it I don't know like like they didn't know how big the obsession was and then and now they're still most of the people in my life are still like you do what you have oh yeah they still don't channel. get it yeah like you have a YouTube channel about a paper planner and I'm like <laughs> yeah I do <laughs> Uh, so mine was right after the very first go wild. So I originally had told everybody that I was just going for a girls weekend. I was like, oh, it's a girls weekend in New Orleans. Like, it's just, it's just my friends. It's not a big deal. And then it was such an amazing experience that I just wanted to like shout it from the rooftops and tell everybody. So I made a post on my personal Facebook explaining what it was and where I was and all about planners and like linked my Instagram. And so then all of a sudden, all my like real life friends and family came and followed me. And yeah, so. Every time I go to a planner event, like Go Wild or Chicago Planner Conference, my friends are like, you're going to a conference about planning. And I'm like, yes. yep, I am. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> the best part is when you're speaking, they're like, wait, what are you talking about? Yeah. I don't yeah. get it. Yeah, they, a lot of people just don't get it, but that's okay. They don't have to understand. <laughs> that's the first time we met was on stage yeah. at the Chicago Planner Conference. Okay, we yeah. met before we got on stage, but. Yeah, but at that event, yeah. Yeah. Which seems like forever ago. That seems like, yeah. I guess it was almost two years ago now, but it's crazy. The, t the title of my podcast is Planning a Life I Love because I, lo I am like really passionate about using your planner in order to plan a life that you love. And whether that means you're planning, I mean, there's things in your planner that you 
actually have to plan that you don't necessarily love, but getting those things done gives you time, you know, to then do the things you do love. So anyway, when you hear the phrase planning a life I love, what does that mean to you? I love that question. So, and I like knew you were going to ask it and I'm still like thinking about my answer as I, as I talk, I think for me, it's been, like you said, about finding that balance between the things that I need to get done and the things that I want to spend my time on, because as a fully balanced adult, I can't just spend all my time on the things I want to do, but it's also not a life that I would love if I spent it on all the time that I need to do. And so my planner allows me to really map out that balance and make sure that I am doing both of those things, not maybe not equally all the time, but most of the time relatively equally. And in terms of goal setting, I always say that if you have a goal, it has to go in your planner because if you don't make time for it, it will not happen. And so my planner is my roadmap to achieving my goals. If I didn't have my planner, if I didn't have a place to schedule out working on them, I would never actually achieve them. And that was took me a long time to really understand that because I would always set these New Year's resolutions. I would have these things that I want to do and then I would never do them and I couldn't figure out why. And then I finally realized it was because I wasn't putting them in my planner and I wasn't yeah. scheduling them. And so planning a life I love to me means I'm planning the things that I want to achieve. I'm planning the things that are important to me and still, you know, getting all the things I need to get done, done. And the things that you, like you said, you have to write in your planner because you have to do them, but also working on the things and improving myself over time. Yeah. Yeah. I told, it's kind of like that quote. That's like, um, a goal without a plan is just a wish. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's what I used to do with new year's resolutions is like, I would look at it more as like a wish. Like these are things I mm -hmm. wish to do this year, but I would never actually plan them and then I would never yep. actually do them and so the planning is what makes all the difference so when yep. you when you plan in your planner what areas do you focus on when planning like you you've t talked about goal planning but do you use your planner also for like work home business what are other things that you use your planner for yeah I'm, I mean all of the above and let's be real I have a planner for each of those things separately because <laughs> one planner can't possibly do it all right uh, so I do use a separate, totally separate work planner for my nine to five. I feel like that just has to be completely separated from the rest of my life. I need that planner to be on its own. I need to be able to close it at the end of the day, at the end of the weekend, and just leave my nine to five, especially now that I'm working from home. It has to be, it has to be completely separate. And then I use a goal planner. I use the Cultivate What Matters Power Sheets, and I love them. And that's how I figure out what goals are important to me. And then I map them all out. And then this year I have been dipping my toe into digital planning. I discovered Google Cal this year as a magical tool to help me actually map out my time because I would do this thing where I would make these massive to-do lists in my weekly planner that would never get done because there wasn't enough hours in the day. And then I would feel defeated at the end of the day when I didn't get all those things done. And so now if it's not a five minute task, it has to go into my Google Cal before it can go into a planner because I have to be able to see that it fits within my schedule while still doing all those other things, sleeping, you know, whatnot. So my Google Cal has all of, all of the things I have to do. It's got sleep, my morning routine, my workouts, my nine to five job, all the things I do for plan with Lakin. Normally it's got some social things in there too. Obviously right now there's not a whole lot of social color on my yeah. Google Cal, 
but that's where I kind of map out everything generically, let's say. So I, if I am trying to figure out cl a cleaning schedule, I'm not going to put like the specifics of what I'm cleaning, but I'll just put like clean the apartment in the Google Cal. And then I use a daily planner where I break it all down and get really specific. So it, everything gets moved from my Google Cal to my daily planner. I break things down in more detail. Things pop up and I add those to do's. And I, that's how I kind of get through each day. I actually love that you brought up the fact that you use a Google Cal because that's a question that I get when a lot of people tell me like, why are you using a paper planner? Like yeah. my friends and family, they're like, you know, you mm -hmm. can do that on your phone. And like, there is things that I do on my phone that I put in my calendar on my phone. Like, yes, it's 2020, obviously some <laughs> things are digitally. So I just love that you brought that up because I think every other guest on my show so far has not said anything about digital planning. So I love that you have mentioned that you kind of combine both. But it's helpful for, like I talked about, being able to see the whole week and the flexibility of being able to move it around and make sure that nothing overlaps and make sure that there's still enough white space in my week. And then it also syncs up so nicely with so many things. Like, have you ever booked a flight? Not recently, but have you ever booked a flight <laughs> that auto-populates in your Google Cal? Or like this, you sent me an, an invitation for the podcast and it just auto-populates on my Google Cal. And then... I still want a paper planner every day because I, I love paper right. and writing things down, but it also, it solidifies things in my brain. And it's like, okay, so you put this on the Google Cal. Now I'm going to transfer it to my planner and I can see my day and it's easily accessible in my face all day long. Whereas the Google Cal, you have to make the effort to go look at it. I mean, you can set reminders and stuff, which is what my fiance does, but I, I I definitely need it to be a combination. I could never be a fully digital girl. I was going to ask if you share your Google Cal with your fiance. We have a couple shared events. We don't have a, Google, a shared calendar, but one, when one of us schedules an event that the other one needs to know about, we will like email them. Or I, don't, I am actually not very good at it. I don't actually yeah, know yeah. at all how it works. We probably could do that more efficiently than the way that we do it, which is just like basically inviting each other to events when when we know the other one has to know about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I use the, cal I don't use Google Cal, I just use the calendar on my phone, but I use it a okay. lot just to plan future events because I'm the kind of person that like in my weekly planner, I don't like to write in my weekly planner until like the week of. Nope. Yeah. And so I, I'll put sticky notes for future stuff, but sometimes they fall out. So I, if it's like an important event that I, I can't forget, I always put it in my phone calendar as well. So I do it on both. Yeah, I think the reason I prefer my Google Cal over just the phone calendar is because I don't have an Apple computer. I have a Windows computer, and I like being able to play with it on my computer. I yeah. like being able to move things around with my mouse, and I so that's why I need it to be on Google so that I can do that. I guess if I had a Mac, I might just use the iCal because then I would be able to do that, yeah. but it syncs up pretty well um, on my phone. Yeah, yeah. So what are some ways that using a planner has changed your life? Oh my goodness. So, I mean, the community in general, like that sounds super duper duper cheesy, but finding friends and best friends in this community wouldn't have happened if I hadn't started using a paper planner and hadn't joined this community. And that hands down has changed my life for the better. If you, if you don't follow me or you don't know my friend, Nina, I went to India last year to go to her wedding. And that's just like, crazy to think about that like 
six years ago, I didn't even know her and I, we didn't even like, we may have met eventually because I believe that everything happens for a reason, but we, we became friends on this. We were, we kind of felt when we first joined the planner community, I don't know if you can relate to this at all. There's a lot of moms in the planner community yeah, and are. we, we kind of immediately clicked as these like 20 somethings who were studying for their jobs and working really hard at their jobs and living in big cities. And just, we kind of felt like we had that, those things in common that we didn't necessarily see represented in the rest of the planner community. And so that's how we like immediately clicked. And then since then have become close friends, but just that's a very specific example of how, how using a planner has changed my life because of the community. But additionally, using a planner and, and growing a, a platform by using a planner has allowed me to envision the option of not working a nine to five job. That's not in necessarily the near future cards for me, but seeing people like you and people who have created a, a company that allowed them to quit their job, just it blew my mind to be honest with you, because I never imagined that that would be something that I could, I could accomplish. I always just figured I was going to be, you know, the nine to five mom, like my mom was like my stepmom was like, that's just what the life I was going to live. And now after the past, however many years, I actually see that it's a possibility that I could do something different. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's definitely obviously a way that has changed my life. I never thought I would quit my job. I mean, I loved my job. I, it never even crossed my mind to quit my job until it was like time to quit. Um, right. And it's just crazy that like, I think back to the day that I bought my first happy planner at Michael's. I feel like I can like close my eyes and see myself <laughs> standing in that aisle. And I just want to be like, you have no idea what's coming. No like, <laughs> so it's just crazy how much a planner can change your life. And more than just like you said, more than just like your, the way you plan, like the friendships and the business. And it's just so much more than you ever thought you would get with a planner. I know. I didn't feel like I even answered the question talking about the actual planner and like the act of planning my life. It's just about what the community has brought. Yeah. And me. I mean, I agree. Those are some of the things that have changed the most about my life too. Like obviously using a planner has changed my routines and stuff, but like yes. if I look at the biggest changes, it really is like the friendships and then the business aspect is like the yep. most change for sure. I totally agree with that. So now that we kind of know more about Lakin's planner story, I really want to dive into the goal setting with you. Cause I know that you're just like so passionate about it. And I know that a lot of our listeners are going to, there's people are starting to think about their goals for the new year. And they're starting to think yeah. about like, how do I set these goals and how do I do it in a realistic way where I can actually meet these goals? So so first, I'd like just to hear, how do you use your planner to set goals? Yeah, so I do use a specific goal planner, like I mentioned, the, the Cultivate What Matters Power Sheets, but I really, I don't necessarily think that you need a specific goal setting planner to use a planner to set your goals. I think what's important is that you write your goals down, because that is the biggest piece of accomplishing your goals is remembering to do them. We are we have a lot going on. Our brains have a lot going on and it's really easy to write down all these things that you want to accomplish and then forgetting to do them. And so having a place to write down what it is that you want to accomplish and the steps to accomplishing those goals is where planning really comes in. And so even if it is just a piece of paper that you tape in washi tape into your planner or a notes page or a separate goal planner, whatever it is, having a space that I write down where, what goals I'm working on so that I don't forget 
is key to achieving my goals and how I use my planner every day. So, so once you write your goals down in your cultivate planner or however people choose to write their goals, how do you then plan the steps that you have to take to meet that goal? Yeah. So I actually, the steps come first. So first you you pick the goal, whatever goal it is that you want to work on. And I think one of the other struggles, just a little tidbit is that we try to focus on way too much at once. It can be really overwhelming if you try and do like 14 goals at one time. So it is really beneficial to really focus in on a couple. And I talk about this a lot. You can either pick like one and go really all in, or you can pick more than one and just know that your progress is going to be slower, but you pick your goals then you break them down and you figure out what are all the steps that I need to accomplish those goals. Is it easy as just numerically? Okay, well, I want to read 50 books. Okay, well, that's essentially one book a week. And now that's your broken down goal. And how are you going to read one book a week? Sometimes it's a little bit more abstract than that. And it takes a little bit more effort to break them down. But you break them down into steps that you can actually put into your planner. That's the key is that you break it down far enough until it's something that you would actually write into your planner. I'm not going to write like read one book on my daily planner because that's not, I'm not going to, I mean, I have read a whole book in one day, (laughs) but it's not necessarily a realistic action right now in my life. So what it is right now is read for 20 minutes in the morning. That's what it is right now. And that's what goes into my planner. So I break it down until it can get to a point that I'm putting it into my planner. Awesome. I love that. How do you track the progress of your goals? Do you do that in your So, yeah, I do that in my Cultivate What Matters Power Sheet. So I have all the steps that I have written down. And then I, depending on whether it's a daily goal and I get to check it off every day that I do it, or if it's like a progress goal and there's a little bar that I get to shade in when I work on the goal a little bit. And, and spoiler alert, it's not always perfect. I don't always achieve all the goals all the time. I feel like it's one of those things where, you know, every time you talk to a financial advisor, do they have the best finances for themselves? That doesn't necessarily mean they're the best, (laughs) that they're not a good financial advisor, right? I don't know if that was a good example, but that was the first thing that popped into my head. Just because I'm not perfect at, at achieving my goals all the time, doesn't mean that the tools and the systems and the things that I teach aren't valuable when it comes to achieving your goals. Um, But being able to see the progress that you make can also really impact the continued progress because one of the questions I get all the time is how do I get motivation? How do I, I don't have any motivation. How do I get motivation? The best way to get motivated is to start doing it because that's how you get motivated is by actually starting. You're not just going to like pull motivation out of thin air to start. You have to actually start. And then once you start, the motivation comes. That's so true. I think of that, I think of that like with my fitness, like I have a Peloton and like sitting here, I'm like, I really need to get motivated to get on my Peloton. But sitting here just saying like, I need to do it. That doesn't make me do it. it. But once I do one ride, I'm like, that was awesome. And now I'm motivated to do it again tomorrow. Once I've started it. That's so true. Yep. And the best way to get started is to start with something small. So let's go with your Peloton example. If you sat there and told yourself that you need to get it on, get on the bike and do a 45 minute ride, you're going to be like, no, I'm not. That sounds like I'm going to die. I'm not going to do it. (laughs) But if you tell yourself like, look, you only have to get on and do a 15 minute low impact ride. That's all you have to do. If you decide you want to keep going, great. If not, that's okay. All you have to do is get on there and do a 15 minute low impact. That is a lot easier for you to start because it is so much more attainable. And then once you do it, you really do feel that motivation the next day because you remember how good it felt. You're like, oh, I'm going to do it again. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So I feel like a lot of my listeners are 
maybe not all of them, but a lot of them are very much in the happy planner world. And so okay. we keep talking about the cultivate planner. And I'm familiar with it. I'm familiar with it. I've used it. I think it's awesome. But I want you to just, ex can you explain that planner to the listeners in case that's something they want to check out? Absolutely. So the, the biggest piece of the Cultivate What Matters power sheets that I think are valuable is the prep work to help you figure out what goals are important to you. Because that's another big piece of goal setting is picking goals that you actually want to accomplish. I think sometimes goals get a bad rap that it has to be all these like things that you don't actually want to do. Like you have to eat all the vegetables, you have to work out, you have to clean your house. Like it doesn't have to be all these negative things your goals can be things that you want to do and things that you're excited about. And, and more importantly, they should be, they should be things that you're excited to work on. And so what I love about the power sheets is it's got like 20 pages of just questions, things like digging deep and thinking about what's important to you. What do you want to accomplish in life and helping you shape goals that will help you with that motivation because they're goals that are important to you. And then after all that prep work, there's a monthly section for all of the months. They have both a six-month version and a 12-month version. So if you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed with the whole year, you can stick with the six-month, which is actually undated. So you could start any month that you wanted. So if you're listening to this podcast in March and you still want to accomplish 2021 goals, check out the six-month version. Or if you're committed to the whole year, I have the 12-month the version. And so in each monthly section, it has you pick specific steps that you're going to work on that month to make progress on your goals. And it has you pick monthly items, weekly items, and daily items that help you work on your goals. And then, like I said, you track progress on those goals. So you can shade in the little boxes, you can check things off when you get it done. And I actually have my power sheets open on my desk at all times. So I can see them all the time. I have them in a little tray that I can see what are my goals and what can I work on today. Yes, it is an amazing planner, especially for those people who are super interested in setting goals and, and meeting them. You can tell that Cultivate really spent a lot of time like yes. designing this perfect goal setting planner. Those prep pages, I will say they're, they're kind of intense. So you need to be they sure are. to like plan out time to really like focus on it. Cause it's, it's so purposeful, but it is like a lot to fill out. So just be sure to set aside time to get it done. Yeah, one of my tips there, first off, this year they did condense the prep work a lot oh, compared okay. to prior years. So the 2021 prep work is much less overwhelming compared to prior years. So if you've struggled in the past, I highly recommend you give it a second chance. The other tip that I always give is set a timer on each page. So set it, whatever works for you, however fast you write, five, seven, 10 minutes, something along those lines, set a timer for each page, write as long as that timer is going. And then when the timer goes off, you turn to the next page. You can always go back and add more later on. Don't feel pressured to get to the bottom of the page on every single page. I love that tip because I'm the kind of person who would sit there and feel like I need to get the yep. whole page filled out, but it can be yep. like kind of overwhelming and then you feel like you're never going to get done. So I do love that tip of setting a timer and just moving on. You can go back to it later if you need to. That's a great tip. Yeah, because it's overwhelming, like you said, but it's, it's valuable even it if you is. only write one thing on your page. Is. It is a really valuable practice and like I, 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 I did it one year. I think it was, I think mid-year of 2019, they sent me one to review and I think I did the, okay. all the prep work and the, mine was undated and I used it. it. I actually used it to help me plan out my first box that I released. That oh. was like the goal that I wrote and then I broke it down and all of that. So it definitely helps you achieve goals, but um, I love, I just love that tip of 
the timer though. I wish I had done that when I filled it out. Next yeah, time. It's a Next lot. time. <laughs> so when you are working on your goals, how do do you ever modify your goals along the way? Or is it just like you try to push through and get them done? Yeah, it depends on the goal, right? Like, so this year definitely taught me that it's okay to modify, right? One of my goals this year was to host an in-person event. Well, that obviously did not happen. So sometimes you just have to modify. So when, when it comes to deciding if it's something you want to push through or you want to change or you want to drop, right? Those are kind of the three options that you have. I think you have to really first look at, well, why was that goal important to me? So when I thought about that, the in-person event, well, why was that goal important? Well, it was because I really wanted to connect more with people in my community. I really wanted more one-on-one -on -one connections than just Instagram comments and YouTube comments. And so then I thought, okay, well, if that's the why, what are some of the other things I could do to work on that that aren't planning an in-person event since 2020 is not going to let me do that? And so if you think about the why, as long as that stays consistent, then you can change the action item and you can change how you're achieving it. Sometimes I think we get confused with what's the goal and what's the action step. And so if we think like, if you set a goal to work out five times a week, okay, well, that is a goal, but it's really an action step to probably getting healthier or losing weight. And so if that's not working for you, then maybe let's change the action step and not focus so much on that being the goal. That like just blew my mind. Like it just blew my mind with that. <laughs> That's so true. Like one of my goals for 2020 was to have in-person classes. And I, I, I had, I think one in February and one like at the very beginning of March and I had like six more scheduled. Well then mid March came and everything shut down. And, and that was one of the things where I had to be like, okay, well, how can I do this without meeting in person? And so I've had to find like basically online avenues to kind of meet that same goal of that connection so but your whole that whole talk about the goal versus action that's so see y'all I told y'all Lincoln was so smart when it came to goals <laughs> doesn't just have to be 2020 right that's going to be true yeah. all the time because life is always going to throw things at you and it's going to feel like you have to change your goal and you you may be able to still accomplish what you want to accomplish by just changing the action and I'm also here to tell you it's okay to drop goals it's okay to yeah. just be like, this is not the right time, or this is no longer important to me, and I just don't want to work on it anymore. Yeah. So I want you to tell us a little bit about your Patreon platform, because a lot of my listeners will be familiar with Patreon, but a lot I feel like a lot of people like me use Patreon as more of like, people can come support Pelable Plan and get yeah. some perks along the way that are, you know based on whatever tier they get. But with you, your Patreon is more like focused on Lakin is going to help you goal setting. And so I, I'd love for you to share that with our listeners in case someone's listening and is interested in goal setting and wants to learn more from you. So share a little bit yeah. more about that. So basically I realized that my other platforms, Instagram and YouTube, I share a lot about my own personal goal journey. And I do think that there's value in that. I think there's a lot of value in you seeing me set and achieve or not achieve my personal goals. But at the end of the day, everybody's goals are different and everybody's goals are likely different than mine. Even if some of them may overlap, there's going to be things that people in my community were working on that I wasn't working on. And so I wanted to create a space where we could help each other achieve our specific goals. And I could really focus more on individual people's specific goals, because I do think 
that while there are generic things I can make YouTube videos about, there is so much value in saying, I am struggling with this specific goal. How can I do this better? Or what can I do to work on this? And so I really tried to focus in on that when I created the Patreon. And there are three tiers. I also kept it very simple. I was like, I don't want to get super complicated. It's really just levels of access to me, as well as access to a whole community of people that can also help each other, which if I'm being honest, is probably my favorite thing that's come out of Patreon is seeing other people help each other. So the first tier is just joining our Facebook group. And so people will ask questions all the time. Hey, I'm working on this. And I try to get in there and answer every comment and every, not every comment, every post that's made in the Facebook group, but seeing the recommendations and the ideas from other members of the community is just magical to me for lack of a better word. I just love seeing all of them say, oh, I tried this and it worked for me. And seeing little pods being created of people that are all working on something. Like we have a, a small group that are all working on creating a YouTube channel. And then we have a small group that are all working on decluttering their house and just seeing all these different goals being achieved and allowing us to have really specific focused conversations about those goals that people have. Awesome. I love that. So guys, if you're listening and you're interested in like diving more into goal setting, I will put the link to Lakin's Patreon in the show notes so that they can check it out because she, I mean, I feel like we've gotten so much knowledge just from this podcast. I can't imagine <laughs> how much more you, you can get when you sign up for her Patreon. So I always try to wrap up shows by giving the listeners like tangible things or steps that they can do in their planner regarding the topic that we've talked about. So, so what would you tell a listener who's listening and is like, I want to set some goals? What would you what are some tips that you might give them for getting started? So I would say if you're listening to this at the end of 2020, or even if you're not, take the one goal that you have right now that is the most important to you. So the one thing that if you were like, I can only work on one goal, this is the goal that I would work on. And I want you to break it down. I want you to take time and break down all the individual steps. So write down all the little steps that it would take and keep breaking it down until you feel like you can't make it any smaller until the steps are so small that it feels silly. I read a book where somebody said that they wanted to start practicing daily yoga. And so she started by doing one downward dog a day, just one. And it sounded so silly to start with one, but she was a mom of three young kids and that's all she had time for. So she started with one and then that got easy and then it became a practice. And then she added on like, a couple more poses and then she added on more. So break it down until it is as silly as one downward dog and then take that one tiny step and put it in your planner. Sorry, that was a lot of steps, but it's like, it's a process. You gotta take the goal and break it down and then put it in your planner. If you don't make time for that goal, it's not going to happen. And I know that it's hard. We're all busy. We all have so much going on. And that's why you have to break it down. Because if I asked you to find five hours on your, in your schedule to work on a goal, you would probably laugh at me. But if I asked you to find five minutes in your planner to work on a goal, you can probably find five minutes tomorrow. So break down your goal till it's a five minute step and then put it in your planner for tomorrow. That's an awesome tip. I love it. All right, listeners, that's what you need to do. <laughs> All right. So Lakin, thank you again for coming on the show. I think there was so much value in everything that you shared. Can you remind every, all of our listeners where they can find you if they want to follow you on social media? 
Absolutely. So I am Plan with Lakin, mostly hanging out on Instagram and YouTube. I also go live every Wednesday on YouTube at 6 p.m. Eastern if you want to come hang out live and ask specific questions there. And then on Patreon. Awesome. And I'll put all of her links in the show notes so that people can easily find you as well. Thanks again awesome. for coming. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you next week for another episode of Planning a Life I Love. What are you waiting for? Grab that planner, those stickers, and those pens, and go start planning a life you love. I'll see you on the next episode. Happy planning!